there, fabulous mamas. Welcome to Embracing the Mom Life Chaos podcast. I'm Dee, your mama bestie, a wife, and a proud mom of four chaos creators. Consider me your go-to mama life coach and the master of all things kids sleep. In each episode, I'll spill the beans on my real and raw experiences with practical tips and of course, share a bunch of laughs. From surviving sleepless nights to understanding self-discovery, we're all on this hot mess train together. I'll dish out unfiltered mom truths and the secrets to conquering them. Let's dive into this week's episode. Hey, hey, mamas. Welcome to Embracing the Mom Life Chaos. I'm Dee, and I am your host of this fabulous podcast. I am so excited to be launching this podcast. I have butterflies, and my hands are clammy, and I'm cold, and I'm hot, and it's just it's something that I've been wanting to do for a really, really long time. So thank you so much for joining today. Um, today, I really just wanted to set the stage for everything that I'm about and everything that is important to me and how excited I am to be here and to support you on your mom journey. I am a mom of four young girls, um, and I am a certified pediatric sleep consultant, and I'm also a mom life coach. So I just feel a lot of passion around helping moms. It's where it's at. Like, we need to stop not prioritizing ourselves. We need to start prioritizing ourselves. We need to start normalizing that life isn't perfect. This podcast won't be perfect. I will probably have a couple misspeaks, and it's okay. And I want you to know that in this crazy life that we're living in, we need to start embracing the chaos because the more we can embrace it, the easier it gets. So on today's episode, I want to talk all about rediscovering yourself after having your second or third or fourth kid. This is a topic that I think is so important because I think that we talk about it in a way that, oh, I want to remember and be who I was pre-kids. Well, I'm sorry to tell you, but that's never going to happen. You're a different person the first time you become a mom, the second time you become a mom, the third time you become a mom, and the fourth time you become a mom. I have changed my momming each time. I have learned from mistakes. I have learned from successes. And you can do the same thing. And in all of that, you also need to know that you do not have to lose yourself. I know that it's really, really hard because when you have that second, third, fourth kid, you start to put it all into your kids. I've been there. I've done it. I am on the other side now. But it is so important to know that you can get your pink back. If you follow any social media, I'm sure that you've heard about getting your pink back. And what it relates to is flamingos. So when a flamingo is raising a young chick and feeding them crop milk, it drains them of energy and nutrients. They give so much of their food to their offspring, their pink coloring can dull or disappear. I even read that they can completely turn white. And that's crazy. And as humans, we do the same exact thing. Yes, when you have a newborn, you have to care for them 24-7. They literally need you to survive. And I completely understand that. But as you get out of that stage and they become a little bit more independent and they can, you know what their cries are for when they're hungry or when they have a dirty diaper or when they are tired, you start to kind of come out of this newborn stage. I will never forget every single time I kind of had this with each of my kids. And it was so crazy. And so like, oh my gosh, I'm here again. Like I made it out. 
it was like this epiphany moment every single time. I was like, oh, wait, I remember who I am again. And it was probably between four and six months with each of my kids that I kind of came out of like that total haze where I was like, okay, cool. I got my groove down. I can get out of the house smoothly with all the kids. I know what I need to do. Like, I feel confident in my ability to parent multiple kids, which parenting toddlers and babies at the same time is very hard. I had four kids in five years, and it was a bit of a roller coaster because basically every two years I was pregnant and had a baby or even younger than that. My youngest two are 18 months apart almost to the day. So it's just, it's it's something that we don't think about, but the moment you realize that you can rediscover yourself, it's so eye-opening and that you can discover who you are now. So I kind of want to go into this episode and give you a list of five things that you can do to start your rediscovery journey. You will never be the same person you were pre-kids. You will never be the same mom you are when you had one kid. You are going to be a completely different. So let's dive in. So number one, this may seem really simple, but taking time for you and getting out of the effing house. It is so important for you to take a step away. You are overwhelmed, anxious, on the bridge of being burnt out, and you are out-touched. I know that it's scary the first couple times you leave the house, and you could be leaving them with your spouse, but it is terrifying to leave someone else with your child. I've been there four times over. Did it Did I get more comfortable with each one? I did, but I also had people who I trusted. And my husband, I 100% trust. I know that he was totally capable to be a dad, but it was still really, really hard for me. And so I want you to know that you don't have to take this grand trip. You don't have to be like, okay, girls weekend. You can just get out of the house for 30 minutes. Walk around the block, walk around the neighborhood. You can go get coffee. You can go to Target. You can go get groceries. I know that that doesn't sound glamorous, but it's taking small steps so that you can feel more comfortable to get out of the house to do bigger things, to take that girl's trip, to go out with girlfriends for the night, to go out on a date night with your partner. That is so big when you can get to that point. So the first step is to just get out of the house without kids. Yes, they may cry. My kids still cry every once in a while. And I come in the door and they all come running. And I'll be like, I was gone for 30 minutes. Like, yay. (laughs) It's no big deal to me at this point, leaving for 30 minutes. But to them, they're just like so excited when I get back. And I love that. But also I'm like, hey, I just need to leave without you crying every once in a while. And they don't cry every time. But When they do, it's just so dramatic. And also remember, I have four girls. So even though they're really young, the drama. So just get out of the house without kids. Start with 20 minutes at a time and build it up. These are small steps that you can take on your journey. Remember, you don't want to go from zero to 60. You want to go from zero to one. You want to slowly build up from going to zero to 60 to take that big, long weekend away. Number two, asking for help. Arguably, the hardest thing to do as a mom is to ask for help. 
but we all need help. We are superhero superheroes, but we don't need to do it alone. We can ask for help around the house from our partner. We can ask if you have a good relationship with your parents or your in-laws to help babysit or to come over so that you can get dinner made. You can ask to drop them off at their house. You can find a babysitter that you pay for help. You can get help in other ways too. You can hire a cleaning lady. You can pay for meal services. You can get your groceries delivered. Don't just think by asking for help, it has to solely revolve around care for the children. Think about something that really stresses you out. For me, I don't want to clean my house. So we have outsourced that because it takes so much pressure off of me to worry about keeping up with a clean house because I would rather be in the kitchen making them meals or be taking them to the park or recording this podcast episode than spending my time cleaning. And if you can have that little bit of freedom by asking for help in one way or another, you take something off your plate and that is so, so important. Okay, so number three. This one's tough because you need to try to pick up something new or pick up something that you did pre-kids, something that you love, something that you want to try. Reading a book, crocheting, playing pickleball, it doesn't really matter what that task is, but trying something new or going back to something that you used to love and try it again to see if you still love it, to just see if you can have something for you. And I know that we are moms and our whole lives are revolved around our children, and I absolutely love that. But we also have to focus on ourselves. And when we don't focus on ourselves, we can't be the best mom that we want to be. We can't even be the best version of you that you want to be for you. It is so important to have self-love in this process. So I want you to try something new or pick up something that you used to do. Small, actionable steps. I love to read. I haven't read in a very long time. I just got myself a Kindle because I truly did enjoy when I had a Kindle years ago. And so I, as of this week, have started reading again. And it's been a really nice break. And it's been a mind break for me. I don't have to think about all of the kids and getting them to their activities and all of their school and their lunches and the dinners and anything. I just take a break from reality. And that is me trying something new. Okay, so number four, find a mom group. Whether it's a local group, an online community, it doesn't really matter. You need to surround yourself with some people who are going through the same thing you are. Did you just have your second baby and now you have a toddler and a baby and you're like, how the F am I supposed to do this? My toddler's needy. My toddler's waking up my baby. I don't know what to do. You know, just talking and commiserating with people who are doing the same thing you're doing? Or do you have a really big age gap between your kids? And are you like starting fresh? And you know, you could have a 5, 8, 10, 15 year age gap between your kids. Things are different. Products are different. I mean, from my, my, I've had four kids in five years. And even from my oldest to my youngest, there were so many uh, new products on the market and new ways to think about being a mom. It was amazing. I love the evolution of the postpartum world and the mom world because I think we really do want to be each other's village because we don't live in a society that we have our village built in every single time. And that's really hard too, not having that village. So you need to create your own village. And I know how hard it is to go out there and make mom friends and talk to other moms. I know that there's a lot of 
like we're all introverts in some way, shape, or form. I don't want to go out and talk to all the moms because I know that not every mom is going to be a good fit for me. But finding that community even though it was a bit of a process, was so worth it. I have people that I talk to every single day and I'm just like, guess what Miss Two just did? Or guess what Miss Six just did? And it is so helpful to be able to just tell somebody who is going through a similar situation. We are moms. Like we need the community aspect because a lot of times, especially if you're a stay-at-home mom, you don't necessarily have that. You need to talk to other people. You need to talk to other moms. So go find a local mom group or an online mom group. You can find them at like a stroller strides or some sort of workout group or at the local library. Like our library has daily story times. I know a lot of libraries have weekly story times because everybody's getting out of the house and doing these things because they need a break. So don't think that you're not alone because you are not alone. We are all riding this wave of motherhood together. It's just that we are scared to be vulnerable and talk about all of this. So number going into number five, it is all about prioritizing self-care. So what does self-care mean to you? To everybody, it's different. I do not have this crazy skincare routine or this hair routine. I am a normal, average, real mom who is in lives in leggings and some sort of crew neck sweatshirt. My hair is usually up in a messy bun, although I've been trying harder this year to wear my hair down because I do really enjoy my hair down and we don't have babies anymore. So there's no like little fingers constantly twirling in my hair. Don't get me wrong, my kids are still all over me all of the time, but it just feels really nice to do something for yourself. So for me, it's going to get a manicure and pedicure. Yes, I can do it myself, but for me, I enjoy the process of somebody else doing it for me or getting my hair done. Um, Whatever self-care means to you, if that means at this point, depending on where you are in your journey, just changing your shirt every day, cool. I'm all for it. Got it. Like you are rocking you. If you just want to say, hey, I want to shower twice a week. Cool. Let's do it. Um, I want to wash my hair twice a week. Whatever that means to you, I want you to know that you can do this. So I hope that you got some really good tips from this episode. I want you to be the best version of yourself for you. You are first and foremost in all of this because when you are good to you, you can be better for your kids. Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Remember, you can hide in the closet every once in a while if you want to, to get away from your crazy kids. Thanks for joining Embracing the Mom Life Chaos. If you've enjoyed today's episode, subscribe, share, and leave a review. Your feedback keeps us thriving. Remember, you're rocking this mom thing, one messy moment at a time. Until next time, mamas.